0: welcome to the road racers podcast at www.roadracerspodcast.com
1: now get ready for the drop of the green flag
2: welcome to the road racers podcast this is derek ross your host of road racers podcast that's cars racing on road courses left turns right turns up through the gears down through the gears on the brakes on the gas sliding around having a good time rain or shine hey and if you're not a big road racing fan Maybe just hang out for a bit. See how you like it. Strap into your seats. Let's go to the track. Let's talk to some people. Have some fun when it comes to the world of road racing. I don't know but I mean. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. We'll figure it Okay, Terry. <laughs> All right. So, Randy Popst. Oh. Yes. Standing here. What? Talking. Totally unannounced. Oh, but oh, great. I'd like to ask you five or so quick questions. Yeah, happy. If I may. For, for what? For what? All about Randy po- about Randy Post? Okay. Uh, what are we doing? Are we, remote, are we doing a amazing race remote, article? Raceremote.com. It's oh, online sorry. motorsport audio. Great. And I would like to do a follow-up longer interview with you. As I've been talking only for the last few years, saying I'm going to do it. We'll get around to it. I'd love to, Derek. Uh, the first car you ever remember driving, anything with four wheels.
3: That would be the very first car was a Chevy pickup truck, about a 1969 manual transmission. Wow. Brandy Gear 307V8.
2: Did the owner know you were driving it? Yeah.
3: It was <laughs> it was dad's. I was about 14 and it was on back in a far corner of a military base near the golf course in central New York. That was a that was a truck though, see. So that doesn't count then. Well, that, that works. The first car, the actual car I remember driving is cool. That was a TR4, a Triumph TR4. My sister had one. Wow. That was also a manual transmission. From yeah, sure. think of it? I don't know how I knew, could drive something with a manual, but I guess I just figured it well, out.
2: I, I don't recall too many TR4s that were uh, automatic,
3: actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice car, solid, but guess what? Back then, it wasn't that old. Right. I think it was like a 63 or 4. It was not a 4A. It was a right, TR4. 4A right.
2: with the independent, right? This and, a, yeah. 4A so with the that would, a would a have six, been about
3: maybe. 70 or 72 so it was only eight or nine years old you know think about that's like a 2003 yeah no 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 what's 2008 minus i'm not really listening i'm just saying yes (laughs) it's about a 99 or 98 anyhow
2: and the tr 250 was a six-cylinder model Yeah. yeah that was neat cars so okay so that was a street car uh the first race car you ever saw and it doesn't even have to be at a racetrack
3: can it be an H.O. scale electric car? Sure, <laughs> yeah.
2: Sure, why not? And no, what was it? What? Race cars. Yeah. What was what was the H.O. scale car?
3: I'm going to say it was a Ford GT40.
2: Like a little scale electric style? Yes. Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh,
3: well, we called them H.O. cars back H-O. Then, H-O. yeah. yeah okay. young
2: boy. Well, that's the H.O. scale. Uh, scale electric was 137.
3: Yeah, my dad helped us build a um, track in the basement, and we actually did lap times and kept a record book on each kind of car and who had the best laugh and everything, my brother and I and our friends.
2: So you were a racer from the word go. I was
3: racing then, but you know what? I never dreamed of racing when I was a little kid. Right. Just too far away. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of the first real race car.
2: Too far away in terms of geographic or too far away in terms of My
3: dad did take me to the uh, Indy 500 qualifying when I was uh, three years
2: old. Oh really? In 1960. Wow. <laughs> now is that that's him telling you we went there, or uh, yeah, that's you recalling it? I don't okay, remember. Okay. How, how about recollection? First first car you ever saw, or first race you ever saw?
3: First race. First race I ever saw. I ought to be able to come up with that one. I'm going to say the first real race I saw was an SCCA club race in Gainesville, Georgia. That can't be true, but I think it is. All right. It was just a little SCCA race. They used to run at the drag strip in Gainesville, Georgia. Same one where they do the Gator Nationals. I think they still do it there.
2: Maybe Terry Irwood was uh, doing some drag racing there. He the might have time.
3: been there, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, when you say racing was so far away, you mean geographically or, or just opportunity?
3: Oh, oh uh, I guess opportunity. Right. Racing was not a not an important part of my young world, except for my own little electric cars. It's pretty important. Where we went to a fair amount of trouble there to, to, I mean, time the cars and have records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's racing. I so, always had toy cars. I was real big on toy cars. I don't remember thinking a lot about full-size real cars. See, I went motorcycles first. Huh? I had a mini bike, and uh, not not a go kart, but a mini bike, and then. I did not know that. When I moved to Florida, you could. You can drive in Florida when you're 15 years old. You could have your own license and drive all by yourself on the road with a little bitty bike. It had to be under 5 horsepower. And so um, my dad was good enough to give me one of those. Would I give my 15-year-old son one to go out and get killed on the highway with? No. <laughs> but we lived in a small town. Melbourne, Florida was a small town in those days. And uh, I don't remember... Having trouble riding a 50cc Suzuki, or my first bike was a Yamaha 80 GT80, I think. So that was bikes and cars. Obviously, didn't come till I got my real license when I was 16.
2: Right. So once you got the bug for motorsports and driving motorcycles or cars, did you have someone who was kind of an icon to you, someone as a model, role model to look to, and that was (laughs) this was the man or that was the gal?
3: You know what's funny is I did it the other way around. I liked the driving first. I didn't... I was not a race fan. I understand. My dad didn't go to races. I didn't watch them on TV. I hardly knew they existed when I was, like, a teenager. And I was into motorcycles. And uh, so I did not have, like, a racing hero when I was a teenager. I, I liked corners. And, unfortunately, I lived in Florida where we don't have corners. (laughs) It's flat and it's square. And uh, so my introduction to motorsports was not at a race. It wasn't from going to a race. It was when I saw an ad in a shopping news, a little local shopping newspaper that said, drive your car, race your car, or whatever, five bucks. It was an autocross. Perfect. And that was my epiphany moment about motorsports was when I saw that ad and I went to see one. I didn't enter the first one. I just sat and watched. And I thought, this looks cool. Exactly. And I remember seeing the Scirocco go around a corner. This was 1977, and I was 19 years old. And uh, Scirocco, VW Scirocco, with a wheel in the air and laughing. Well, guess what? He had one of the best times there.
2: Right, exactly.
3: And the next one, I didn't enter either, but I, they had fun runs afterwards. And I did a fun run in my own car and oh my god it was that was it that just blew me away to actually drive as fast as i could for a time and sliding through these corners i had a dotson 510 two-door 1973 it was a very cool car and uh, it was cool by the guy who performed me but i liked it that's why i had it so that's the thing so in terms of a racing hero I didn't have one.
2: The person who said FTD that day.
3: <laughs>
2: I understand. No, I, I totally got it.
3: I was totally self-centered, too. My racing hero was me. Sure. Because I thought, I'm pretty good at this. And I, I wanted to run bigger and bigger events. I started traveling around the state to run against other people and see how good I was. At, and I just felt like I was pretty good at this. I want to do this. And so the heroes I got came much later. There were people I raced against, like uh, Andy Pilgrim was sure. one, and uh, Peter Schwartzop was one. He, he, I met him doing the Volkswagen Cup, right. and he's still one of my best friends. Okay.
2: Right. And you partnered with him later, with TC, many years yeah. later, right? we ended in up road racing together. Right, that must have been very, very cool.
3: Yeah, and, and I'm not going to dig up somebody that I admire as a driver, but it came much later in my career, but even though he was near the end of his career, it was Rick Mears. Sure. I liked him, especially as a Indy type driver.
0: I really liked him,
3: but uh, that's funny. I think because I considered myself a race car driver, I didn't idolize
2: anybody. (laughs) No, I understand.
3: I liked Ayrton Senna. Right. But then when I got older, I thought he he pushed too hard. Not Ayrton Senna. Gilles Villeneuve. I I really admired him, and I liked his balls out style. But uh, later in my life, I thought, no, that's not smart. Senna was smarter. He was kind of balls out, but he had a little bit more. He had a lot more forward thinking. Jill was always right here, right now. past this guy.
1: <laughs>
3: Ayrton was better at winning races, but still incredibly aggressive. And of course, the older I get, the more I appreciate drivers that are more thoughtful and do more planning.
2: Got it. <laughs> You've been to. A number of motorsport events in the world, either as a spectator, I know, or competing in them. All sorts of them I won't begin to spout off the list right now. But is there one event that you've never been to that you would just love to attend?
3: Oh, that's an easy one. The 24 Hours of Le Mans. I've been there, but I haven't run it. I want to race there. Another one is the uh, Nürburgring 24 Hour. Right. And I'm, I may have a shot at that this year. I have a friend who's been making some noises.
2: That'd be great. Uh, Good I like luck the on long that.
3: races. I like the races that have a lot of variety in terms of the cars that run. And on a track, I like to drive. I'm in racing because I like to drive. And I like to race. I understand That's that. That's
2: Yeah. That makes total sense to me. <laughs> Last question, Randy. do appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, fully sponsored ride. It's full of gas. You're strapped inside the car. Your helmet's on. You're ready to go. You're at the start line. And there's an arrow pointing up. And it says finish line. One mile straight up it's the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. What do you think? I did it in the Bridgestone Supercar. Yeah. Okay, I could not Very remember. Good. Not, you know, and I—I I was talking with Shane Lewis earlier, and I totally blitzed on the fact he also ran in that, so, that same day. Right, and but, you were in. Like, don't tell me you were in the uh, Honda Accord. Wrong. Wrong. Oh, so you're in a BMW.
3: You're one year off. The oh, okay. Accord was the next year, but oh, okay. not at Pikes Peak. Oh, okay. It was a BMW M5. BMW, At okay. Arnold Racing slash TC Climb. So I was close. Uh, yeah, but that answers a question you didn't ask. What was the greatest event I ever drove in? That one. Really? Pikes Peak Hill Climb because of the driving. I I think I need to do some rallying. Yeah,
2: I understand that.
3: <laughs> that was... but that was just fantastic and my car was so poorly set up for it it was a road race car and we had street tires and we didn't know what we were doing and uh, we just did it the whole series right Pikes Peak hey, good hill climb the, what a great event and i'd love you. to do it again And i make noises i got some friends
2: that'd be awesome try to love get to, out there again love to see you up there well, randy thank why you, why you very ask much me
3: about Peak?
2: well i now live in colorado springs and so, everything we do is based there. And I've never run the hill. I'm dying to run the hill. I hate heights.
3: But,
2: but I love the hill climb. It doesn't bother me. I want to be sideways hanging off the side of that hill.
3: When you're driving, you're looking where you want to go. Exactly. You don't, you don't even know that's there, that's frankly. It.
2: That's it. You really don't. And I'd like to be a part of uh, making sure that that event continues for some yeah. time, you know, as opposed to uh, it's second only to the Indy 500 in terms of length. In North America, 1916, I believe, was the first year. Yeah, and I want to make sure that event sticks around for a long time. So, uh,
3: and guess what year was the only year they didn't go all the way to the top?
2: With the year you did it,
3: <laughs> Cause, 1995.
2: Because in July it was snowing at the top.
3: It always snows, but somehow the conditions were bad enough they decided not to go all the way up. And it's right. the only year ever in what is that, 80 years, 70 years? It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh cool. man! I got a good story for you about that. We can talk about that on your, the next audio interview.
2: Sounds great. I'll
3: tell you all about my experience at Pikes Peak that I almost could have short of, sort of, should have sort of won, but didn't for all kinds of reasons, like them shortening the event for the first time ever.
2: Well, we look forward to that. Good and stuff. Randy, you want to hear more about the autocross and everything else going on with Randy Popes? Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, Der. Well, thank good you, man. Fun. I appreciate it. The Road Racers Podcast would like to have your input. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line, 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you've got a good idea and you want to hear yourself on the Road Racers Podcast, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. And if you prefer not to have your voice on the show or not to be heard, then you can send us an email. Just do it to feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Again, that's feedback at roadracerspodcast.com. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross, hoping you've really enjoyed the show. We'll see you at the track.
0: You have been listening to the Road Racers Podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross.
1: To subscribe to the Road Racers Podcast and for all show notes and more information, you'll find us on the web at www.roadracerspodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. The Road Racers Podcast is a production of Racedrive Interactive, Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry.
0: Road Racers Podcast is copyright 2008, Racedrive Interactive, Inc. All rights are reserved.
1: The Road Racers Podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsports at its best. No batteries required.
0: For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818-430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com.
1: Thanks for supporting motorsports.
0: Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.